0: Eight hours away from the kickoff of UFC Singapore at Singapore Indoor Stadium. This is the Keyboard Kimura Picks and Plays for that show. Before we get to that, you can see some of the changes on the layout if you are watching on the YouTube page. If you are just listening, there are changes on the YouTube page. And that is because everything here at Keyboard Kimura is presented by OneBone, the first size inclusive big and tall brand. If you've been rocking with me for a while, you know that I've been rocking with OneBone for a little bit now. And there's a bunch of reasons why. In addition to the fact that I straight up love their gear from all the pants and shorts, t-shirt varieties, hoodies, zips, the hot sauce. My wife adores the hot sauce. It's also because they understand that size doesn't matter. Fit does. I'm a bigger guy. I carry it all in my belly, which meant for me finding shirts that were long enough and not going to be revealing when I raised my arms or crouched down to pick something up was a real challenge, but one bone solved that. All of their tops have added length to cover the gap between your shirt and your pants. And everything is made from premium fabrics with tops ranging from medium to eight XL and bottoms going from a waist size of 30 inches to 65 inches. And on the website, there's an outstanding size guide for you to make sure you find your ideal fit from flyweight to heavyweight and beyond. OneBone has got you covered. They offer free exchanges to guarantee your perfect fit. And you can even buy now and pay later with four four interest-free payments. On top of that, they're Canadian. And for me, that's important. As a OneBone ambassador, I got you covered with a one-time promo code of 15% off your entire order. So all you have to do is visit the link in the show notes or if you're watching on the YouTube page. Now above me, OneBoneBrand.com forward slash Spencer Kite and at checkout, enter the last part of that Spencer Kite, my name, all caps, all one word, and you'll get 15% off your entire order. It is a one-time use code, but I'm confident that once you join the one bone family, you'll understand why my entire wardrobe is one bone apparel. Go check out drop 17. It came out earlier this week featuring four new colors in the scoop and the V-neck plus new outwork pants in military green And Black, this company is the best in the business. They're blowing up. You are going to continue to see more of them. Check them out. They've got the podcast dropping soon with UFC Light Heavyweight Champion Jamal Hill. That's going to be outstanding. They're my guys. Shouts to Adam. Shouts to Sam. Shouts to the whole Wombone family. So proud to be working with them. So proud to be affiliated with such an outstanding crew. And now we get to the show. UFC Singapore picks and plays. We're doing it as the two-piece. Instead of the double dip, we're doing it as the combo platter because it worked well last week. UFC 292, 10-2 with the picks to sit at 172, 120, and three with two no contests for the year. A 579 win percentage. Still not where I want it to be, but we're moving in the right direction. Never going to come on here and complain after a 10-2 and weekend. And on the bet side of things, $180 out, $368.75 in for a $188.75 profit, a 104.85% return on investment. For the year on the betting side, I'm down $1,227.60. That's not bad considering some of the bad days we had. Some of the big events, some of the big plays, some of the spots we were chasing that we shouldn't have been chasing, but we're listening to our guy, Nick Kalikas, We're making smarter plays. We're making better wagers. And so similar to last week, we're going to go through the entire card. I'm going to give you all of my picks. And if there are plays, we will address them as we go. We're keeping it relatively minimal numbers again, relatively minimal outlay. Because this is another one of those cards where there's a lot of favorites. There's a lot of big favorites with a lot of lines that I didn't necessarily like. But we found some spots to get some money in. So let's get to it. UFC Singapore takes place, as I said, tomorrow morning, bright and early, 2 a.m. kickoff here on the west coast of Canada from Singapore Indoor Stadium in Kalang, headlined by featherweight's Max Holloway and Chan Sung Jung. My pick is the former champion, Max Holloway. As much as I'm unsure where he goes from here, I'm unsure how to book him. I can't pick against Max Holloway here. He looked very good against Arnold Allen in a fight that I thought would be more competitive and tougher than it turned out to be for Blessed. And I think he goes over to Singapore and on Saturday reminds us again that he's still that guy that's at the top of the the division that while I don't necessarily want everybody to have to go through him in order to get to a championship opportunity, he is that level of talent. He is that kind of specter standing at the top of this division. I think Chan Sung Jung is on the downside of his career. I think we saw that in the Alexander Volkanovsky fight. I don't think this is necessarily as lopsided and as ugly as that fight got for the Korean Zombie, but I do think Max Holloway wins and dominates and wins cleanly. And so on the play front, we're just a little sprinkle. We're just chasing a little bit with 10 bucks on Holloway to finish in rounds three, round four. And Round five, those are plus 600, plus 700, and plus 900 for returns of $70, $80, or $100. So 30 out, potential profit of 40, 50, or $70, depending on if he gets the finish in round three, four, or five. I think if he's going to get a stoppage, Max isn't a guy necessarily that is going to stop the zombie in round one or two. I think it's more the death by a thousand cuts. I think it's more the chip away and as we get into the third round and then the championship rounds the damage accumulates the volume piles up and we start to see later in the fight opportunities either for max to finish outright where he just puts him away by sort of that tidal wave of volume or maybe even chasing a finish grabbing onto a neck getting a submission for the first time in a long time i think he dominates I think he has a real chance to finish here. I didn't like the straight up Max Holloway to finish prop. This felt like a good way to get a couple of bucks in. Not really that upset if he finishes in one or two or wins by decision. It's 30 bucks out. We try to make a little bit of profit to end the night. Hopefully we've had a better, we've had a good day throughout the card on the way to the main event. And this is just the icing on the cake. Co main event Anthony Smith versus Ryan Span. My pick here is Anthony Smith. And as much as he didn't look good against Johnny Walker at all, and that is a red flag and an alarm for me, I saw this fight less than a year, less than two years ago, and Anthony Smith won it handily. And since then, I haven't really seen a lot that tells me it's going to be different this time around. Ryan Span lost his last fight against Nikita Krylov, making the same kind of Ryan span mistakes that he's made, both in his fight with Anthony Smith, and most of his losses in the UFC. If you want to tell me, if you want to argue that Anthony Smith is just mentally gone, mentally checked out, and isn't going to be able to dial it back up, I'll hear that argument. And I will be wrong on these plays, on this pick, and on these plays that are forthcoming. But for me, I look at that last fight, And Anthony Smith just, there was a moment in that fight where he just flipped the switch and was like, not losing to this guy. In fact, I'm going to get him out of here. I'm going to run through him. I think whoever wins this fight wins it by stoppage and probably wins it by stoppage in the first round. These aren't guys that come out and are looking to go 15 minutes necessarily. Ryan Spann certainly isn't. He is a killer be killed fighter. And I think that creates opportunities for Anthony Smith to get a second win over him, to get himself back in the win column, to get himself moving forward. On the play front, we've got 50 bucks on Smith on the money line at plus 110, which returns $105. 25 bucks on Smith to finish at plus 165 for $66.25 back, and 25 bucks on Smith to finish in round one at plus 135, which returns 118.75. So all total, all combined, $100 $100 out, $105 back if he wins, so a $5 profit. Anthony Smith wins, we make $5. bucks. i will take it, it's 5 bucks. He wins by finish, it's $171 and a quarter back, $71.25 as a profit, just if he wins by stoppage. And if he wins by stoppage in the first, it's $290 back, $190 in profit, we go home happy. We enjoy that. I This to me felt like a weird line. I understand, as I said. Anthony Smith did not look good last time out. It is two consecutive defeats, but three fights back for Lionheart. I saw this fight and he finished in the first round. So plus 165 on the finish and plus 375 on the round one finish. It's too good for your boy to pass up. Move to the featherweight division. Giga Chikadze returns against Alex Caceres. My pick is Chikadze. I'm hesitant with it. I don't have any plays on this fight. This is one that I want to just sit back and watch. I think all things being equal, if this fight were happening six, eight months ago, I'd have picked Giga Chikadze and been 100% firm in my selection, full of confidence in my selection. But he hasn't fought since January 2022 when he lost to Calvin Cater in a fight that was, to me, fairly one-sided, a dominant effort from Calvin Cater. He's dealt with, Injuries and just time off, time away, understandable. All of that's fine. But now he's venturing to Singapore against a guy that's six and one or seven and one in his last seven or eight fights, coming off a very good win over Daniel Pineda, is tricky as a grappler, has good range, does well to deal with kicks and movement and things of that nature. So it feels like a risky matchup on paper in terms of ranking, in terms of who they've beaten recently in their most recent outings. Giga Chikadze is a good step, maybe even two steps ahead of Alex Caceres. But that year and a half away, that 20 months away is the question mark factor for me, is the X factor in this fight. I'm picking Chikadze. We're not putting any money on it. We're just sitting back to see what happens. Move to bantamweight. Rinya Nakamura versus Fernie Garcia. My pick here is Rinya Nakamura. Another fight with no plays. Nakamura is a minus 800 favorite. There's no money to be made there. The finish prop is in the minus 200 range. There's not really any money to be made there. At least not for me. I'm not going out here and dropping big money on those kinds of lines on those kinds of odds. I think Rinny Nakamura wins this fight handily. I think he is the real deal. I think this is another performance where he goes out and shows I don't need to be fighting this level of guy anymore. So he beat Toshiomi Kazama, who was fighting later in this card or earlier in this card, in the road to UFC finals. Now he gets his sophomore appearance in the octagon. If he beats Fernie Garcia, let's just graduate him forward. Maybe not as far as I said earlier in the week in terms of the Saeed Nurmagomedov and Cody Stamen sort of range, but definitely into the middle of the pack of the bantamweight division. He's 28 years old, former world champion, under 23s, freestyle wrestling. Submission game looks good. Striking game is coming along. Did some work at ATT before this fight. If he dominates, let's just let's just get him moving forward. I think he dominates. The pick is Rainy Nakamura, but there are no plays. Move to the featherweight division. Love this fight. This is my favorite fight on the card. By far, hands down, should be the co-main event. Should be the main event of a fight card of its own. Somewhere else, should be getting far more attention regardless of all of that is a fantastic fight. And you should be paying attention to Aaron Blanchfield and Tyler Santos. And my pick is Aaron Blanchfield. I think this is going to be a competitive fight. I think Tyler Santos presents some real challenges and is going to give us an opportunity to find out a whole lot about Aaron Blanchfield. I just think Aaron Blanchfield is, is 100% legit. Like I know 24 year olds, don't usually roll into the UFC, tap out former champs like Jessica Andrade and then roll through a recent title challenger like Tyler Santos. But I don't think Aaron Blanchfield is your typical 24-year-old. I think she is legitimate. Her hands are getting better. She's clearly willing to stand in the fray and stand in the fire and deal with some, some shots coming back her way to land her own and get to spots that she wants to be in. And on the ground, this woman is dynamite. We're going to see some of that tested. Tyler Santos, very good on the canvas herself. But I think Blanchfield is the better, not necessarily athlete, but in terms of technician, in terms of overall fighting aptitude, I think we're going to see that Aaron Blanchfield is legit and is a, a real threat to whoever emerges September 16th with the title in hand between Alexa Grasso and Valentina Shevchenko. I like Blanchfield here. She is my she is she was my top prospect coming into the year. She's going to graduate out of that and become a legitimate contender on Saturday. Main card opener in the heavyweight division, Junior Taffa versus Parker Porter. My pick is Parker Porter. So we saw Justin Taffa, the older brother, face Parker Porter earlier this year at UFC 284, knocked him out in the first round. Now Parker, now Porter, excuse me. Ventures to Singapore to face the younger brother. But this doesn't feel like the same fight. Justin has had a number of fights in the UFC. He's been in there with a few guys. He's won some fights. Junior's had one appearance and it didn't look good. It was kind of ugly against Muhammad Usman, a fight that he lost. And as much as, yes, we've seen a member of the Tafa gang knock Porter out fairly recently. We also saw Porter go out and dominate. Braxton Smith last time out. And while I think Junior Taffa is further ahead and more talented than Braxton Smith, it's not by a lot. Like Junior Taffa isn't this world-class, world-renowned mixed martial artist. He's a guy that's 4-1, and has some good power in his hands, did a little bit of kickboxing. And I think Parker Porter goes out, wrestles him to the ground, and finishes him on the ground. And I think you know where that means these plays are going. We got 50 bucks on Parker Porter on the money line at plus 125. You want to give me underdog money on a guy that has way more experience and is coming off a win. I will take it every day. 50 turns into 112 and a half. 25 bucks on Porter to finish at plus 220 returns 80 bucks and 25 on Porter to finish. And round number one at plus 550. Returns one sixty two fifty, So all added up, all totaled, $100 out. $112.50 $1, if he wins, a $12.50 profit. We will take it every day. $192.50 for a $92.50 profit if he wins by finish. And $355 coming back for a $255 profit if he wins by stoppage in round one. I think this looks similar to the Braxton Smith fight. There will be a couple moments where Parker Porter is going to have to deal with Big fire coming his way. The Taffa boys hit hard and they swing hammers. But if he can navigate that, I think he can go out and get a second straight first round finish on Saturday. It's Keyboard Kimura presented to you by One Bone. The UFC Singapore picks and plays. We move to the prelims. Waldo Cortez Acosta versus Lucas Dreschke remaining in the heavyweight division. My pick is Cortez Acosta. I have no plays. This is a combination of he's shown a little bit more in terms of his hands, little bit of movement, little bit of athleticism, little bit of pop. And Dreschke hasn't shown much of anything. He's gotten fatigued in both of his fights. He hasn't let go of his weapons in fights with Martin Budai. Carl Williams, both fights, both guys were exhausted by the time we got to the middle of the second round, and I think for as limited as his experience is just a couple years in to his mixed martial arts career, Salsa Boy should be able to go out there, piece him up, pick him apart, stay active, stay throwing a little bit of volume for 15 minutes or less to get back into the win column after losing to Marcos Josario de Lima last time out. Move to Bantamweight, Toshiomi Kazama, as I mentioned. Finalist from Road to UFC last year, taking on Garrett Armfield. My pick here is Armfield. No plays. I just want to see how this one works out. Armfield moving back down to Bantamweight after debuting in the UFC at Featherweight against David Onama, looking okay in getting a second round submission loss. This is where he belongs. This is the correct division for him. It's been a little bit over a year since he's competed. That's a year of training with the crew at Kill Cliff and building up those skills. Kazama is a bit of a wild man. There should be opportunities to find some takedowns, to land some strikes, to get inside, to do good things. We just want to watch this one, though. Two young guys, very inexperienced at the UFC level. Pick his Armfield. No plays. We'll see what happens. Move to middleweight. Chidi Njokawani versus Mihawa Oli Shechuk. My pick is Njokawani. We're not playing anything. I was tempted to play the Njokawani underdog side and do one of my stacks. But I just kind of want to watch this one because I'm not all the way confident that Cheety Bang Bang gets this done. Because I like the things that Mihawoli Lyshechuk does. I like that he's going to come in here and 100% throw shots to the body. 100% just be looking to throw hands. And Cheety's going to have to be more active. More active than he was against Albert Durayev and more focused and stuck in than he was against Gregory Rodriguez. Now, to be fair, in that fight, he split Robocop right down here to the vein, and that would throw me off my game and freak me the hell out too. So I get it. But he didn't throw enough. He wasn't active enough against Albert of last time out. That won't work here because Ole we'll be Chaychuk will be pressuring. And so my pick is in Jokawani, playing with the veteran side of things in a striking matchup, but we're staying away on the place. Move to welterweight, Song Kinan versus Rolando Badoya. My pick is Bedoya, but again, it's no place. He's a minus three thirty-four favorite. That juice is way, way, way not worth the squeeze to me. I liked what he did last time out against Chaos Williams. Fighting close, split decision, looked good, could have won the decision. But it wasn't so good that you're all of a sudden a minus three thirty-four favorite against a guy that has knocked some people out in the UFC that put Ian Gary on his ass last time out. So for me, this is trust that Badoya makes the right decisions, that he looks as good as he did, if not better, than he did against Chaos Williams. But just keep the money in my pocket in case Song Kinan, fighting close to home, decides to come out and be locked in and land something big. It's entirely possible. He has good power. We've seen him knock people out in the UFC. Badoya looked good in defeat, but not good enough for me to justify those odds or any of the props on this fight. So we'll just sit back and watch this one as well. Sticking around the welterweight division, Dana White Contender Series graduates, Billy Goff and Yusaku Kinoshita face off. Kinoshita's second fight, Goff's debut. My pick is Kinoshita. I'm not confident in it at all, as you can tell by the pause and the inhale. He didn't look great against Adam Fugit. And not looking great against Adam Fugit. It's a little bit of a concern. I think Adam Fugit is a solid, but certainly not spectacular fighter. That was a good win for him. He got outmatched by Mike Malott out here in Vancouver last time out. And so for me, it's about seeing how much Kinoshita has grown since that fight. It's also that Billy Goff is one of these guys that every time he fights or lots of times that he fights, it's like he's got to take three, four, six, eight, twelve 12 before he gets going. He was in a bad way in his contender series fight against Shimon Smetrzewski and then rallied, I think, against anybody that has a little bit better IQ, a little bit better decision-making, a little bit better finishing instincts. He's out of there and we're not talking about him as a UFC fighter. But Smetrzewski gassed himself out, couldn't get to finish. And doesn't take shots well. And so once Goff steadied himself and rallied, he was able to put him away in the first round. It was a chaotic round. Go watch the fight on Fight Pass. It's thoroughly entertaining. But it didn't fill me with any like, man, Billy Goff is going to be somebody in the UFC. I could end up being totally wrong. It's why there are no plays here. But I'm going to go with Kinoshita fighting close to home. Been through the process once. Liked his upside coming off of contender series. Let's see if the loss in the debut is just that a loss in the debut and we move forward head to the flyweight division. Again, Liang, Liang na versus JJ Aldrich. My pick is the veteran Aldrich. I think this is a pretty straightforward victory for JJ Aldrich. Just go out and box her up, get yourself back in the wind column, do the things that you do. Well, work behind the jab, keep it standing, maintain range, maintain space, 15 minutes, stick the jab in her face, stick a move, stick a move, let's go. Take a victory home. As such, I have a play of $20 on Aldrich to win by decision at plus 230, which returns 66 bucks. There's a, the props, the way the props are laid out in terms of the result. There's a heavy lean towards the finish. JJ Aldrich just isn't a finisher though. To me, as much as Liang Na is somebody that has been finished Several times, including both of her UFC appearances thus far against Ariane Kenelosi and Silvana Gomez Juarez. I just don't see J.J. Aldrich being that person that is A, going to hit her with something big and sharp that puts her in a position to be vulnerable, to be susceptible to getting stopped and getting finished. And then I also think because she is coming in on two losses and because she's sort of in that need to just make sure we get one space. I think she goes out and just not plays it safe, but makes sure she gets to the finish line with her hand raised, no questions. Jab heavy, lots of volume, lots of movement. Just go get the victory. Saturday's opener in the featherweight division, Sungwoo Choi versus Jarno Ahrens. My pick is Aarons. And this for me is as much about Sungwoo Choi Being a bit of a wild man, having kind of poor decision-making, I think he is somebody that can be drawn into brawls, that can be drawn into bad fights and bad decisions. And I think Aaron's will make him pay for that. He debuted last September in Paris against William Gomi. It was a close fight. It wasn't particularly eventful, but to show up on short notice in a guy's backyard and battle him as close as he did, Those are positives for me. I've been waiting and looking forward to see Aaron's return. I think he can go out and kind of draw Sungwoo Choi into making some mistakes and find a way to have success in those moments. Last time out, Choi lost to Mike Trezano by first round stoppage. Trezano isn't a guy that's necessarily going out here and smacking on people and hurting them in the standup. But Choi puts himself in positions to allow that to happen. And I think that's what we get here. And so on the play front, it's 50 bucks on Aaron's on the money line at plus 140 for a return of 120 and 25 bucks on him to finish at plus 350 for a return of 90 bucks. 75 out, 120 if he wins, so a $45 profit. 210 back for a 135 profit if he wins by stoppage. I think this will be a bit of a brawl to start the show. So it will be the shock, the jolt of electricity. I need at about two Oh nine Eastern. sorry, two Oh nine Pacific time in the morning to get me really fired up and locked in for these fights. I think it should be a good one before we get out of here. As always, the punch drunk prediction parlays, my favorite part of the show. We go through the main card, the prelims, the full card, piling up these parlays, So a six-fight parlay, a seven-fight parlay, and then a 13-fight parlay, where just in case all of those picks that I just told you, everybody gets their hand raised, we've got a little wager, combining them all together to get ourselves a little extra money. So on the main card front, we have Max Holloway, Anthony Smith, Giga Chikadze, Rinya Nakamura, Aaron Blanchfield, Parker Porter. $10.00. Combined odds of plus 1,295, 295, excuse me, for a return of $139.55. Love it. Great way to end the show if we go 646 six on the main card, because that means we're cashing the Porter bets, the Smith bets, one of the Holloway bets, and we're profitable for the day. On the prelims, Waldo Cortez Acosta, Garrett Armfield, Chidi and Jokowani, Rolando Badoya. Yusaku Kinoshita, J.J. Aldrich, and Jarno Aarons. $10 wager, combined odds of plus 2735 for a return of $283.51. We hit a prelim parlay a couple of cards back. So it is possible. I have done this. And recently, this isn't one of those far off once upon a time way back when this happened within the last month. I got this in me. Let's see if we do it again on Saturday. And then on the full card, Holloway, Smith, Chikadze, Nakamura, Blanchfield, Porter, Cortez Acosta, Armfield, Njokuwani, Bedoya, Kinoshita, Aldrich, Aarons, 10 bucks, 39456 for a return of $3,956 and two pennies. As always, if we get that one, your boy is showing up on, on Sunday for the takeaways laughing, smiling, back here next week, probably making some irresponsible wagers for UFC Paris just because we're in the good and we're treating ourselves to a couple of stupid bets, which probably shouldn't do, but you know, you got to celebrate every once in a while. So for the week, for UFC Singapore, all total this week, $355 wagered. Let's see how we do. We got 13 fights, 13 chances to get victors, a bunch of chances to cash tickets, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoy the fights. Enjoy your weekend. Know that you're loved. Know that you're appreciated. Again, check out onebonebrand.com forward slash Spencer Kite. Spencer Kite at checkout for 15% off your order. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Spencer Kite. Sign up for the Substack .substack SpencerKite.substack.com. $0 a month, $5 a month, $50 for the year. Gets you everything we put out straight into your inbox. Until tomorrow, folks. Enjoy the fights. Talk to you Sunday.